Warning, the following podcast is a shit show, and the individuals you are about to meet are idiots. Their opinions, anecdotes, and advice contain zero nutritional value. This is the critical human condition and all of its strangeness. This is life, according to an idiot. Hey, everybody. I'm Jeremy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mo. And we are here with another mini-sode for y'all. This one is going to be probably a hot dumpster full of fire. Fuck yeah. Kaylee, what are your thoughts on curses? I think they're great. Do you believe in them? I believe in them in The Sims. You know what? I like how often we talk about Sims on this <laughs> podcast. Kaylee and I really love the, the video game series known as The Sims. Okay, well, I just started playing The Sims 4 again, so well, The Sims is fresh in my mind a yeah. lot of the time now. I could always just, no matter what time of day it is, I could always just sink a few hours into The Sims. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing I could just always get lost in. Yeah. I could probably just play The Sims right now for about five hours straight. <laughs> just get lost in somebody else's life. Yeah, I Create love a life it. for my digital body and mm-hmm. not my physical one. My physical one, I will let rot away. My sim right now just went on a jungle adventure. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that was fun for my sim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Did you get to go on it with them, or just did they kind of like went off screen and they came back accomplished? No, no, no. I went. I went on it with them. So you get to see what they did. Was it like yeah. an actual jungle? Yeah, it was like a jungle. It was pretty boring, actually. It was kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those were hours of your real life you'll never get back. Yeah, right. So curses. <laughs> Once again, that is curses, not cursive, which is easy to mix up. Right. Our uh, whole episode is on cursive. Yes. Yeah, so I want to start off with the cursive L. Isn't it fun how it's <laughs> sort of like a very tall loop? Isn't that kind of cool? Uh, so yeah. So curses are, according to dictionary.com, uh, a curse is the expression of a wish that misfortune, evil, or doom will befall a person or group in verbiage a curse is you know to wish or invoke evil calamity injury or destruction upon someone Mm -hmm. also to utter a curse or just to swear profanely like a curse word you know ass right ass hell go to ass hell you bastard so child actors are cursed because they always end up going to the drugs and the yeah okay there's a lot of there's a lot of ideas like hollywood curses yeah um like superman how like everybody who plays superman ends up dead Except for the guy who just played Superman, who's doing ca- quite well for himself. Are you talking about the Joker? No, Superman. Who died as Superman? Okay, uh, the guy who first played Superman in the 1950s TV show died mysteriously. He was like shot in the head or something. He was shot. I should really have Googled this, but he was <laughs> murdered. He was murdered for sure. Or maybe it was a suicide. Hold on. <laughs> let me, let me there really... was death. Can you imagine if like your if your death was discussed on a podcast and they were like, I think they killed themselves? No, they were murdered. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Who so cares? the Superman curse refers to it. This is taken directly from Wikipedia. So the Superman curse refers to a series of supposedly related misfortunes that have plagued creative people involved in adaptions of Superman and actors, more specifically, who have played the role on film or television, such as George Reeves, who portrayed him in the 1950s TV show The Adventures of Superman. And he died of a gunshot wound at age 45 under disputed circumstances. Ah. And then Christopher Reeve, who's probably most famously played Superman in the 1970s films, was paralyzed in 1995 during a horseback riding accident and died nine years later at the age of 52 from a heart failure. So his story was really sad because he was sort of the epitome of health, Mm -hmm. super handsome movie star playing Superman, and he just gets bucked off a horse and is a paraplegic. Well, I hope that isn't accurate because Henry Cavill... Caval, who plays the latest Superman, but also is Geralt yeah. in The Witcher. Yeah. 
he's so great for Witcher. I would be devastated if he died and wasn't able to do more Witcher stuff. That's all we care about. That's all I care about. Like, he can die just, like, not while he's making a TV show I like. Yeah, because I'm obsessed with that show. Yeah, it's a good show. Gotta save the Bibble Babble. Gotta save the Bibble Babble. It's hard, isn't it? To not talk about The Sims for, like, a while. (laughs) (laughs) But so, yeah, there's stuff like that. There's more people that you can tie to the Superman thing, but I won't get into that. So, we all know about curses. I keep on feeling like I'm saying cursive. (laughs) Speaking of cursive, though. No Bibble Babble. Sorry. No Bibble Babble. Let me just say this one thing about (laughs) cursive. (laughs) I feel like in school they made us think that cursive was going to be way bigger of a deal than it was. They trained us forever. Like, when you get older, people will only ever write in cursive. Right. Do you Nobody wanna, writes in cursive now. Do you want to understand anything? Yeah. Then you better fucking pay attention right now. You better learn how to make words look ugly. <laughs> yeah. One big spaghetti strand of words. I hate cursive. Anyways. Curse is a general word for the heartfelt invoking or angry calling down of evil onto another Variations of curses that you've probably heard of. Think of like a jinx. I know what a jinx is. It's in Pokemon. It is also a Pokemon. (laughs) A jinx is a kind of curse in popular superstition. To jinx or to be jinxed means to attract bad luck. The origins of jinx date all the way back to the ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans. Uh, There's a word yinx. Because I guess in Latin, I and J were the same letter. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it made it very difficult to like try to understand how to talk about this. So I guess it's yinx, and that's the Latin word derived from the name of a certain species of woodpecker used in ancient sorcery. Now, why were these woodpeckers used in ancient sorcery? Because they were really scary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these were these were Eurasian Eurasian rhinecks. <laughs> they were Eurasian rhinecks, and they can turn their head almost 180 degrees. And when disturbed or threatened, the birds hiss and they kind of like, you can't see what I'm doing right now. They sort of like twist their head in like a snake formation Yeah. as they hiss. And people were like, oh, man, that's probably the devil. That's honestly like if if anything is the devil right now, it's that bird. (laughs) So how to jinx something? It works two ways. Either you jinx something by calling attention to a good thing, like you get a promotion and I say, Man, you're gonna be you're gonna do really good in your career. You say, Don't jinx it. Right. Because I said something good, now something bad has to happen. Right. But also if we're on a plane and I say, Man, I hope this plane doesn't go down, I would jinx it because you're gonna make it happen by talking about it. You know, kinda of like knock on wood. So is that kind of like the break a leg? Exactly, yeah. So it's yeah. like a reverse jinx, yep. like a reverse psychology jinx. Right. If you say a terrible thing, then it won't happen then. Okay. In that sense. With kids too, I'm sure you did this on the playground all the time. When two people say the same thing at the same time, you go, jinx. Owe me a Coke. Yep. Oh, see, for us it was like, jinx, you owe me a soda. Ah, uh, yeah. My childhood was in the South. And in the South, Coke is like synonymous with soda. Oh, really? Yeah. Jinx owe me a Coke. Soda pop and Coke, it's all confusing, but like, I guess in the Midwest, soda, no, Midwest is pop. Yeah. So, soda is kind of everything, you know, a soft drink. Yeah, like if you say orange Coke, it means like a Fago. Yeah, but like, you just said Fago though. So like, we're confusing everybody. This is so difficult to talk about. Right? right? You wouldn't think it is. (laughs) Got Coke, orange Coke, pop, soda, Mm -hmm. and uh, Jinx. There's a thing called crossed conditions. We're moving past jinx onto this concept of crossed conditions. Now, its origins are found in African-American hoodoo. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you are in a crossed condition, it normally involves like a magician or a sorcerer. I don't know what you would call those people. Witches, I guess. 
they cross you. And so there's a thing called foot track magic. And this is a form of cursing in which an enchanted poison enters the victim through the feet, causing unnatural illness or chronic bad luck. So direct foot track magic includes powders, stones, and chalk markings that are laid out in a pattern on the ground, commonly in an X formation. So like a crossed condition. Okay. You walked over a, a fucking X or something in the ground. <laughs> the victim steps on or over it and the powder or stones or whatever actually touch their feet and that curses them. Okay. These powders that curse you are referred to as messes, like a whole mess of stuff. And some are made to be sticky and adhere to the bottom of shoes for a longer lasting jinx. And with the direct kind, when your feet are actually touching the substance or whatever, that's more or less health problems. Okay. Some people will just be in bed and paralyzed or something. There's sympathetic foot track magic. Again, with the feet, you take the victim's socks, shoes, toenail clippings, or even like a shedded piece of their foot skin. Ew. Because, you know, you can just pick that up at the store. (laughs) Can I get a chunk of John's heel? Do you mind if I shave your foot really quick? (laughs) Yeah. So the foot skin and all that stuff, socks, whatever, are altered in some sort of magic powder. And this is believed to cause bad luck and misfortune rather than bad health. So if you fall on hard times, it's probably because you... uh, Stepped on chalk. Someone stole your socks. (laughs) I'll go over a few common bad luck superstition stuff. Do you remember back in the day, text messages, those old chain mail mm-hmm. texts where it's like, oh, the girl from the grudge is going to get you if you yeah. don't forward this to three people or like seven God, people. Yeah. Those used to actually scare me when I was younger. Oh, on YouTube, the YouTube comments too, they used to do that. Oh, yeah. Like a scary picture. It's like, she'll haunt you tonight if you don't leave a comment and subscribe. Yeah. Better believe I subscribe. You better share this comment to three other videos. Yep. I'm not taking any chances. Yeah, I'll do that I shit used today. To, I used to do that. <laughs> yeah, we were both scared. Yeah, and one day I was like, you know what? I don't care if she kills me. And I just did it, and then nothing happened. And I was actually so nervous about it. I was like, oh, fuck, what would it happen? So you probably heard about how saying Macbeth while inside a theater is bad luck. Yes. You know why? <gasps> Jinx. Yes, kind of, pretty much. <laughs> so it's bad luck to say Macbeth inside of a theater. Um, but life's a theater. So instead, <laughs> it's safe to say the Scottish play or the Bard's play. This whole curse is nicknamed the Scottish curse. And to say Macbeth in a theater, other than when it's in a script during rehearsals or performances, it will cause disaster. Now, this most likely comes from the fact that uh, Macbeth was a really popular play. And so a lot of productions were put on by failing theaters that needed to make money. Mm-hmm. And so when they inevitably still failed, they said, well, shit, it was Macbeth. We done said the name too much. Yeah. That's what it is. It isn't the fact that I'm a bad finance manager. It's just like, you know. (laughs) The curse. It's the curse of Shakespeare's one play. Some rituals would exist to cleanse theaters stricken by the curse. So if some asshole says, hey, are we going to do Macbeth today? (laughs) You know how actors say that? Yeah. Um, And the light falls and everyone's like, "Uh uh-oh. We're cursed now. We got to cleanse this. We got to get rid of this bad luck. So how do you do that? Well. Sage. (laughs) No, because it's not a ghost or demon. Ah. Variations of cleansing rituals involve turning three times, just turning three times. Oh, well, it's easy. Uh, spitting over your left shoulder. I didn't. I didn't know that one. Swearing or reciting a line from a different Shakespeare play. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Romeo, oh Romeo, where art thou, Romeo? You're good. I'm, Everything's I'm fine. I'm so unjinxed right now. Yep. All the evil spirits were like, okay, we gotta go now. Is that why all the douchebags walking down the street always hack a loogie, trying to get rid of all those bad luck jujus? I think they're trying to spit on you. Probably. Have you seen me? Yeah, she's a monster. Yeah. Quasimodo. Quasimodo. Ah. Uh, opening an umbrella indoors. That's another bad thing. That's another yeah. bad. That'll, that'll curse you. Breaking a mirror. Breaking a mirror. Mm-hmm. 
You know why breaking a mirror is bad luck? Because it'll probably cut you open. A lot of glass. Right. So opening an umbrella indoors, I thought this was interesting. The real reason why it's probably bad luck is because back in the 18th century, when this bad luck with opening indoors kind of came about, back then umbrellas or parasols were roughly made. And so the spokes were sharper and it was kind of harder to open and it kind of opened more clumsily. Mm -hmm. And so it was more likely to like take somebody's eye out if they got stabbed by an umbrella spoke. Uh, a very famous one, a black cat crossing. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Why didn't I think of that one? Isn't yeah. that spooky? So cats are generally considered weirdly enough good luck throughout time. Cats have been actually like good omens, especially black cats. Except in 13th century medieval Europe, Pope Gregory claimed that black cats were tied to Satan, and then black cats soon became associated with witchcraft. And so I thought it was kind of interesting. Sailor superstition, it was lucky to have a black cat on board a ship, but unlucky to mention its name. It was always lucky to have a cat on board because cats did like rodent control. Right. So if you had cargo, those rodents didn't eat your precious cargo cargo pants. You're getting all those cargo shorts, bringing them over to America. Right. Those pockets are so handy. Another bad luck, spilling salt. Yeah. You know what you do when you spill salt? You toss it over your shoulder. Goddamn right. Sprinkle it over typically your left shoulder. So salt is a valuable mineral used to preserve, clean, create early medicines and dyes, and obviously used in food. So like in general, you don't want to spill it because it's valuable. Mm -hmm. I think that's where parts of that came from. So salt was also believed to bring defense against evil spirits. In some Japanese plays, it was customary to put salt on the stage before a show Mm -hmm. to like make sure everything went well during the production. Mm -hmm. I think this might be like old Japan, I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, and salt circles are a big thing too to like ward off demons. You create a salt circle and they can't pass through. All demons are snails. Yeah. They're all greasy. It'll sting a little bit. Yeah. If you spill a salt shaker at a restaurant, you're out of Denny's, you just got the grand slam, but oh you doofus, you spilled it over quickly. Take as a- fast as you can. It's imperative. It's as fast as you can before the demons kill your mom, <laughs> <laughs> who also ordered a Grand Slam. Throw that salt over your left shoulder. And the world is right again. One more. Oh, uh, the penny. What about that one? The penny. Yeah. A lucky penny. I didn't look into that one. Tail's end of a penny. A tail's end of the penny. I picked them up regardless because it's free money. Right. But uh, nowadays, pennies don't get you anything at all. So maybe it's bad luck because it's just taking up that valuable inventory space. <laughs> You know, when you're carrying around a penny. Anyways, keep going. Putting shoes on a table. You ever heard of that being bad luck? No. Well, guess what? It is. So you better stop doing it at my house. I put it on the washing machine. That's extra bad luck. Oh, no. So it's common in North England when a coal miner died in a mining accident, their work boots were placed on a table as a sign of respect. Doing so otherwise may imply you're attempting fate. Also, shoes are fucking dirty, so, (laughs) and you eat off a table. And in theater, it's bad luck for a performer to put their shoes on the dressing room table because that could cause a bad performance. Okay. This this last one's a weird one. In China, it's bad luck to give a clock as a gift. (laughs) Giving someone a clock is a major faux pas, especially to an older person, as the term for to give a clock is, uh, I'm going to butcher this, song zong, song zong is a homophone with the term for attending another's funeral. So a homophone is like two different phrases that sound exactly the same but have different meanings. Mm-hmm. So if you go to somebody and say, here, I'm going to attend your funeral, but you're handing them a clock, it's considered bad luck. Cantonese people view receiving a clock as a gift to be an actual curse. Like, oh, you really fucked me up this time, buddy. <laughs> Thanks a lot for this clock. Fuck you, buddy. Yeah. The curse can be reversed by the clock recipient handing over some monetary compensation to the gift giver. So it's not a gift anymore because I paid you for it. 
Right. So really you're doing them a double disservice. You curse them and then you make them give you money. So really, if you wanted to be like a successful robber, just have clocks. Go to areas of China where it's heavily Cantonese and just give clocks as gifts. And they're going to have to pay you and you're going to make money. Mm. But a lot of that money is going to have to go back to buying more clocks to give us gifts. So there is kind of an issue there. Right. I didn't think that part through. <laughs> more importantly, a clock is a really dumb gift to give somebody. That's a very lame present. It's not if it's a fancy clock. Uh, like a wall clock. I'd be like, why did you even give me this? What if it's an antique clock? Like That's one cool. of those stand-up ones? A grandfather has, clock? Yeah, like a grandfather clock that has the little pendulum with the that glass door. That would be very door. cool. That would be very cool. That would You're be, a, right. that would be right. a cool gift. I'm just, I imagine just a wall clock. I'm starting to think if I got a house, I don't think I would ever buy a, a wall clock. What about a rooster clock? Oh, uh, excuse me? Yeah. Like a rooster that wakes me up in the morning? Yeah, like the rooster clock that has like the rooster pop out and it goes... Talk about a cuckoo clock? Cuckoo clock, yeah. Or oh, rooster clock. <laughs> what are they, rooster clocks? Yeah, cuckoo clock. <laughs> yeah, it has a cuckoo bird that yeah, comes out and goes, yeah, yeah. cuckoo, cuckoo. Cuckoo. Yeah, that's it. Cuckoo, cuckoo. That'd be a cool <laughs> it gift. Doesn't, it doesn't go, <laughs> 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 It goes, cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah, and uh, last but not least, <laughs> having bananas on a boat, especially a private fishing yacht, is considered bad luck. That seems pretty obvious. Do I even have to elaborate on that? I don't think so. Because it goes bad too fast. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the water, you know, like salt water. It ages the bananas prematurely, and then you're going to be like, fuck. Oh, my bananas are you, gone. You have to deal with the depression that follows having spoiled bananas. Also, That's bad luck. Uh, fun science fact, I guess. Uh, if you want your bananas to last longer, like if you buy a, a bushel and you can't possibly eat that many bananas I just by did yourself. A, yeah, I bought two bushels and it was a big mistake. Yeah. No, really, it was ter- I, I was upset. I'm like, why did I buy two? Yes, ridiculous. What you do is you split it up. Mm-hmm. So a bushel of bananas goes bad quicker when it's all together. But if you split it up and put the bananas at like a distance... They don't go as bad as quickly because... You have to be physically separated, like they can't be next to each other. Yeah, physically separated. So what happens is when a banana starts aging, it releases like these pheromones, like a gas, Mm -hmm. and it actually causes the nearby bananas to go bad faster. So if you don't want your bananas to go bad as quickly, you separate them so that their gases don't fuck with each other. Can you imagine if people work the same way? Like, don't spend too much time with Grandpa. You'll start to turn to an old man. (laughs) Yeah, you'll start browning. (laughs) Grandpa, I don't feel so good. (laughs) Why do you have that age spot? Well, I was hanging out with Grandpa too long. Uh, I spent the weekend up at Grandpa's. Yeah, I ripened. You come to school with a walker? Yeah. Hi, everybody. I can't wait to learn cursive. My grandparents raised me. She's very old. You can't see her, but she is decrepit. To put it lightly. <gasps> that's what that's what decrepit one... people do. <laughs> they, they approach you in a darkened hallway and go, <gasps> grab your wrist. Please. I'm 80 years old and I did nothing. I made a mess. You, you notice how at some point in life you're too old to poop your pants and then at some point in life you're too young to poop your pants? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's uh, close this off with a few little uh, cool little curses. Ever heard of the 27 Club? No. Oh, my goodness. The 27 Club is a list of popular artists, musicians, actors, whatever, who all died prematurely at the age of 27. Mm. This is more of a cultural phenomenon. Robert Johnson, who we talked about in the last episode. Right, Crossroads. Crossroads. He was a legendary blues guitarist whose mythical playing skills triggered the widespread suspicion that he had sold his soul to the devil in exchange for uh, an incredible ability to 
uh, play music on a old guitar. <laughs> but when Johnson died suddenly at 27, people assumed the devil had merely come to collect early. Mm-hmm. But more influential artists would come to die suddenly at 27 as well, such as Brian Jones in 1969, founding member of the Rolling Stones, Jimi Hendrix in 1970, Janis Joplin in 1970, Jim Morrison, frontman for The Doors uh, in 1971, Ron McKernan, 1973, he was a founding member of The Grateful Dead, Kurt Cobain in 1994, wow. and Amy Winehouse in 2011. All 27. And there's a whole list you can find online. There's so many different influential artists that died at 27. I wonder if it's just because they're famous and some people just die early. Sitting next to them bananas too long. That's a big issue. Fame doesn't... I think it's the stress and also the drug use. Yeah, definitely. All, all of those people I named were probably... Yeah, I know for a fact that all of them were, were definitely drug users. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me close off with this. Shall I? Yes, you shall. Okay. <laughs> Ever heard of book curses? Book curses. Yeah, no. Of course you haven't, you idiot. So book <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay, a book curse. <laughs> a book curse is a widely employed method of discouraging the theft of manuscripts. Okay. Different variations of book curses have existed across the world throughout history. The earliest known book curse can be traced back to seventh century Mesopotamia when uh, I'm gonna try to not butcher this name. Ashurbanipal, uh, Ashurbanipal, Asher, Ashurbanipal, king of Assyria, had cur- had a curse inscribed upon personal tablets because back then it was clay tablets. Right, they used to keep like an actual archive of them because they would track who paid taxes and things, but they would usually use barley as a currency during mm-hmm. that time instead of like having an actual currency and shells. They would use shells and things. Yeah. Um, and they would keep track of how much barley you paid. Yep, on a clay <laughs> on tablet. Keep, yeah, and keeping it in clay Such tablets. Such a waste of time. <laughs> clay tablets were very easily vandalized, which is why this king had more incentive to uh, put a book curse on there or a tablet curse. So many of these tablet curses invoked the Babylonian god of wisdom and writing known as Nabu or Nabu. Is this like the Courage the Cowardly Dog episode? Return the slab. <gasps> you know? It totally might be like that. Wow. Is that Nabu? Maybe. I'm not going to Google that. I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Courage the Cowardly Dog. Mm-hmm. Scared the hell out of me. Yeah, the episode in particular scared me. Yeah, and so many others. So these curses were meant to damn any thieves who would steal them. And one such curse invokes all gods of heaven and earth and the gods of Assyria to curse any would-be tablet thief, saying, quote, May all these gods curse him with a curse that cannot be relieved, terrible and merciless. As long as he lives, may they let his name, his seed, be carried off from the land. May they put his flesh in a dog's mouth. Eh. Which is really tough punishment for stealing a book. This king loves his book so much. He's like, I hope that you die, your kids die, and your family name vanishes. And also, at some point, I hope you get eaten by a dog. All for a book. King of Assyria? More like king of the nerds. Ooh. I just burned you. Damn. You've been dead for centuries, and you got burned by me. I was curious, so I I Googled it really quick. um, The Courage the Cowardly Dog episode. So that is an Egyptian stone slab. From King Ramses. Okay. So it was like a pharaoh's tomb. So similar. Yeah, that if you got that stone slab, then you got the curse of King Ramses. Yeah. That's a big thing, too, is cursing tombs. Like, whoever opens this tomb, you're going to 
you're going to have a bad day. Right. And the ever popular swarm of locusts. Yeah, locusts. And a bunch of other shit like water and whatever. Well, the thing is, what's weird too is like a lot of times when these tombs were opened back in the day, they would hold old germs. Like maybe if there was a, a virus or a, a right. plague, there would still be that bacteria and they'd open it back up. Yeah. The expeditioners inhale that. And, you know, in the passing months, they get sick or they die. And so people would say, oh, it's the curse of King Tut's tomb right. or the curse of this tomb. But really, it's just these people inhaling ancient germs and getting sick. And then not only did he die, but his wife died and his kids died. It's because he passed it on to them. Right. So it looks like a big curse, but really it's just people that don't know about germs. Yeah, because at that point, we have no immunity to the diseases. Yeah. That's another scary thing about, like, the glaciers melting is all of these viruses and things that humans now have absolutely no immunity to. Like, the coronavirus is a thing right now, but Mm -hmm. scientists have been concerned about all of these germs and viruses hidden away in the ice for a long time. And there's still cases of the Black Plague every year, which is easily treatable now, but it can still be preserved for long periods of time. Man. Well, good thing that we're doing everything we can to stop climate change. Yeah, right? That was sarcasm, y'all. Ooh. All right. It's a podcast, so you can't see my the face I'm making. But it was a stinker face. Pay attention to the inflection. I'm a little stinker. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> back to book curses. Ancient librarians were especially intolerant of book thievery, considering book thieves on par with heretics and murderers. So if you steal a book, you might as well have killed my mother. Mm-hmm. You criminal scum. In medieval times, book curses centered less on killing the thief, but rather excommunication and at the most like internal damnation. So like you're going to go to hell when you die, but you're not going to die immediately. You're just going to go to hell at the end of this life. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's a rhyming book curse penned by a medieval scribe. It goes like this, quote, steal not this book, my honest friend, for fear the gallows should be your end. And when you die, the Lord will say, and where's the book you stole away? Isn't that sweet? Mm-hmm. It's all you hooligans stealing from the library. Better watch out. You're going to get the heaven gallows. Yeah. That's like the worst kind of gallows. <laughs> they use heaven rope, which is especially painful. <laughs> then you go to second heaven, which is, I believe, just a worse heaven. Right. It's the heaven for worms. <laughs> and worms only. You just got to be there with worms. Oh, Good luck, worm boy. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, these book curses typically went on. The back of like the front cover of a manuscript, similar to what's called a book plate or ex libris. We still have them now for journals and for certain hardcover books. It's that decorative label on the inside where it's like mm-hmm. the property of Okay, yeah. You write your name. Mm-hmm. It's like that. That's the reason why when you get like a notebook or maybe like a sketchbook for an art class, you always write your name on the inside of the cover for when it gets lost. So this evolved from book curses because you want people to say, No, this isn't your property, this is mine. Please don't steal it. Please, no. Please, no. Please. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) that's that's all I got on curses. Okay. Uh, If you want more, tough. I curse you. (gasps) That's right. Everybody who listens to this podcast is cursed to have a great day. Oh, no. Yeah. Deal with that. Oh, you swine. Yeah. You can shake your fist all you want at Ah. me. You're going to have a great day. Fork you. You can go straight to heck. I'm already there. We're <laughs> living in heck, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, you're trying to end this do your right thing. away. All right, here we go. <clears throat> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it or have any, if you enjoyed it or have any suggestions for us on future episodes. 
be sure to let us know. You can get a hold of us. Uh, oh my god. And get us on. How do I say this? I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> you can get a hold of us at according to an idiot at gmail.com. And we're also available on Instagram and Facebook at according to an idiot and Twitter at idiots accord. Please leave us an iTunes review. That's actually very helpful. It helps other people find us as well. Yeah. And we're going to start reading those every full length episode. By the way, thank you, Linda, so much for your nice iTunes review. Oh, yeah. We'll get to you later, Linda. So if that appeals to you at all, leave us yeah. an iTunes review. If you don't want me to read your iTunes review, that's fine too. Just, I don't know, say, let me know. Yeah. Say something. Say something. <laughs> say something I'm up on you. All right, everybody. Stay safe out there. Stay healthy. I will see you in time. Bye, guys. Love you. Don't bring a banana on a boat.